It's January 30th, 2019. This is the Great Northern Vancouver's premiere podcast on literally nothing. We are arriving to your ears previously recorded from Vancouver, British Columbia. I am Andrew, as sometimes I am joined by Rob. Rob introduces himself. Oh, I thought you were going to actually introduce. <laughs> you said that that was my introduction. Sorry, I'm here. <laughs> and Chris, except he's not here. Chris somewhere mutters incomprehensibly. <laughs> Where are we now? Super Bowl 53 is this Sunday, and the quest for the Lombardi Trophy comes down to two teams, Tom Brady and the unstoppable cleft in his chin and some other team. Because let's be honest, the Rams' entire fan base consists of Sean McVay's girlfriend. Who do you see winning, and do you care? No. no (laughs) You see no winning. No to both. I mean, nobody wins in this Super Bowl. This is... I haven't been this unexcited for a Super Bowl in a while. Um, Is it just me, or has the Super Bowl become sort of like the Academy Awards? Where it just really doesn't matter who wins anymore... The pageantry is so overblown. Who cares? It take they have a two week build up to it. It seems excessive. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I I want to go to the Super Bowl one day. It's like kind of one of my bucket list things. But like the build up for it is insane. And this year, I just don't really care. I wanted the Chiefs to be in it, and I didn't want the Patriots to be in it. And since you and every other person on the. Since the Patriots, America's team, (laughs) the world's team. (laughs) Some annoying guy from Boston's team is what they are. Or like some girl's team who's like, yeah, Tom Brady's hot. So true. Um, Tom Brady is not a fun football player to watch. There, I said it. He's not fun to watch. He's also not fun to watch speak publicly. No. He's so awkward and it's just, there's just nothing. I don't really think he's charismatic. Do you? No. I think he's like a football robot. Um, he's insanely good. There's I, no denying that. I, I'm not debating that he's like, he's greatest of all time. He's got it like sewn up. He's been to nine Super Bowls. Yeah. That's nine more than me. <laughs> <laughs> And somehow ten more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, fuck, like, who cares? Like, I just, I don't know. With these, you know, I really wanted the Chiefs to be in it, and since they're not, I, it's gonna be a real deal for me. I'm looking forward to the next generation of stars like Patrick Mahomes, um, who's a quarterback for Baltimore. Oh, Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Uh, I actually enjoyed watching Baker Mayfield for the Browns. I thought he was fun. I'm ready for the next generation. I'm sort of tired of the Brady-Belichick era. Every year... Everyone is. Every year they say it's over, and then it never is. But I will be honest. This year, I just I would rather see the Patriots win than the Los Angeles Rams, because I don't think as an owner you should be rewarded for abandoning your city and moving to Los Angeles where no one could give two shits about your team. No one there cares except maybe two or three fanboys who got on board. And that video that's been circling on Instagram 
with like one person being like, did we win <laughs> in the bar <laughs> when they like kick the game winning field goal is the perfect example. All right, let's move on. The U.S. government has quote-unquote reopened, which is more or less the same as reopening a Sears department store. It's just going to be closed again in three weeks. For government workers, though, this is huge, as many of them have been working without pay during the shutdown. Which was, what, three weeks long? Longer. Longer. They missed two The longest days. government shutdown semi-government. Like five days or something. Was that yeah. three days? If your employer asked you to work for free, what would your response be? Um, well, I don't know. Pigeons don't have a lot of access to <laughs> funds, so most of the law work I do is unpaid anyway. Um, but honestly, some days with the amount I work, I feel like I'm working for free anyway. So when I lived, when I first moved down to LA, I couldn't, I couldn't find a job. It was, re- I was really struggling, and I ended up taking an unpaid internship at a film production company which was my first experience in sort of working for free, essentially. And for four months, I would read... I had various responsibilities from doing production-related work, such as reading script and doing treatment and putting budgets together. And then I had other responsibilities, such as driving my boss in his car to sushi so that he could get blitzed. Or... Um, making sure that each of his tomato plants was separated from the other tomato plants because I guess they fight or something like that. I don't really understand it. I also had to take his dogs out. I had to do research on avocado trees and why his avocado trees weren't uh, producing fruit. I will say this, though. I did get a job immediately afterwards, and I do attribute to the f- attribute the fact that I got a job to this internship, but I still think... At the end of it, I should have been paid. Well, it's kind of fucked up. I just, like, I'm, I'm, it's just a way for rich people to take advantage of poor people. It's like you're already, you already have money. Like, the work (laughs) you're doing has value. Just fucking pay you minimum wage. Like, which something. Like, it's just, I had to take almost all of my money out of my savings account just to fund my life for four months. It's, it's crazy to me that, like, unpaid internships are even a thing it's either volunteer work or slavery like i just don't i don't get it that's not like indentured servitude it's not a big thing here in canada it's like a carrot on a stick sort of do all this work for us and then eventually someday you might get money you might you might not guaranteed. And that's the problem. There's no fucking guarantee in that system. Speaking of nothing is guaranteed, everyone is obsessed with documentaries on the demise of the Fire Festival, which is basically one millennial's mission to prove to his dad he could make it on his own by throwing a luxury music festival on a private island. Like everything millennials try, though, this failed spectacularly. One of everyone's favorite highlights of the documentary recalls Andy King. You remember him? My hero. <laughs> One of the events managers, and he's asked, he was asked by the Fire Festival's founders if he would suck the head customs official's dick in order to get the festival's supply of Evian water into the Bahamas. King looks directly into the camera and says he was prepared to do it. He says, first, let me co- correct you on your quote. It's, he says he was fully prepared. <laughs> Excuse this me. Important because this has become something of an inside joke for me. Like me and Liam talked about this. 
to quite a great deal. <laughs> Firstly, why? <laughs> well, we were just talking about it, and like much to the disbelief of everybody else who watched that thing, we're like, so this old white guy was like gonna suck someone's dick to get a truckload of water? Um, and it just became this thing of like, you know, just like how 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 bad do you want it? Yeah, well, I'm fully prepared. I'm fully prepared. <laughs> Which leads me to my question: When have you been that desperate? When have you been like I'm fully prepared? What would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> so literally, anytime you're hungry for a Klondike bar, you are fully prepared. Fully prepared. I don't know. You, there's nothing that comes to, to mind. Like, oh, God. I mean, there's not really a lot of options where sucking dick would have got me out of the problem. I, was, I don't necessarily mean that someone was like, do this. Like, that was the solution. But when were you ever desperate enough where you were like, Oh my God, I would do this if it would get me out of this situation. For instance, for instance, I was, I was with, um, Karen and I, ex ex girlfriend, were in Burma or Myanmar and there, there's no ATMs, right? And so you have to come with all of the cash that you intend on spending. And we have our sort of last hundred dollar bill that's US hundred dollar bill, which is like basically all they will take. And it's ripped and no one wants to take it. And so I'm trying to like get foreigners, other foreigners to exchange a crisp hundred for like my ripped one or marred, discarded, unloved hundred dollar bill, as it were. And no one wants to do it. And I was feeling that desperate at that time. I was sort of like, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm basically out of money at this point. So basically you're saying your dick sucking price is $100. <laughs> the last $100 I have in a foreign country. All right. Just say so. I'm going to take a picture with my phone real quick. And All right. You are up on the back pages. <laughs> they took that down. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> no, but we were desperate and we ended up getting out of it. I did end up finding a bank that would take it to my surprise. But, and then I had to, I actually had to use my credit card at the hotel to get more money to like pay like them. Cash advance. Exactly. Which they charged like oh, yeah. 30% to do that. It was crazy. It was. It is crazy. It was ter- It was terrifying. It was honestly a terrifying experience because I didn't know what we were going to do. It's crazy to me that you would have sucked dick before taking a cash advance on your credit card. <laughs> well, no one, because no one, but no one takes credit card there. I, f- I found the so only ho- hotel would. I, I found the only hotel in, in Myanmar that would take a credit card. Oh, okay. Nobody else actually had the ability to. So up until I so we were staying at like a hostel and then we ended up having to stay at one of the most expensive hotels there because it was the only place that we could stay because it was the only place that took credit card. And blowjobs. And, and blowjobs. <laughs> that is good. See? Fully prepared. <laughs> Fully prepared. <clears throat> Nothing similar? I just, like, 
You just do it for free. I would just do it for free. I mean, the number of dicks I have sucked. I just like <laughs> I. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I mean, I had a thing at work where I probably there was a guy I was like really despising, hating, and he all, like he almost made me quit, like want to quit being a lawyer. And at one point, I probably would have. Who can hate a pigeon that much? <laughs> That was worse than a fucking pigeon. I probably was I, like, if you had caught me in the depths of my despair when I it was three a.m. and I was still in the office, yeah, working, like I worked through the night. If you had caught me at the right moment and you'd been like, "Look, I think I, if I you think... suck my dick right now, I'll wave my magic wand and you'll never have to deal with this guy again," <laughs> I probably would have done it. <laughs> Like that's like a recent example. I mean, I I think I remember that. That was what last end of, sort of this time last year, wasn't it? Something like yeah, that. Probably around there, something like that. Yeah. Maybe a little later, sort of like yeah, spring. about a year ago, something like that. Yeah. yeah, that was the property manager guy. Yeah. Oh god. Like yeah. I remember when that was happening. I would have sucked someone's dick. I wouldn't have sucked his dick. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want to give him the satisfaction. You don't deserve this. Also, I'm a terrible gag reflex, so I don't know if, like, it would probably be Someone that obnoxious, let's be honest, it was something, there was not... But then that's the other thing, like, for, like, when you say you're, like, I was fully prepared to suck his dick, is that, like, to completion? Uh, Did they specify in the documentary? (laughs) I haven't seen it, I've just been reading about it. He did mention in the documentary that he showered and, and like, brushes. Yeah, and he was like, "Can I go home and shower and get some mouthwash first? Like, did he want to impress this guy? I guess they were Why gonna... do you want to shower before the act? Isn't that something you do afterwards? I guess they were gonna make forever out. unclean, forever unclean. We're gonna make out first. I don't know. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean. I guess things were pretty grim at Firefest. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Meanwhile, once this guy, well, he never actually had to suck the dick, but then once all the millennials showed up, it was like Lord of the Flies. And they interviewed one of these, like, punk ass kids who was like, yeah, we, like, ran out to our tent and then we started destroying all the tents around us because we didn't want anyone near us. So we just started pissing on the beds. And using, like, knives and shit to rip up everything around us. What? Yeah. You need to watch this thing. Uh, I read Lord of the Flies. I can imagine. Who had the conch in the end? Uh, that guy stole it. Yeah. And everything else that wasn't bolted down on his way out of the box. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> I just remember when Twitter erupted up with this and I was seeing photos of, like, one piece of white bread with like a slice of Swiss cheese or something in a styrofoam container. Well, that's what like blew the whole thing open, right? That picture like went viral and that's... Because I hadn't even heard about it until people started, until it was a complete disaster. Oh, I'd heard about it before. Like some of the like... I mean, I don't know what your social media following habits are like, but, like, 
porn stars. A certain, yeah, I mean, a certain <laughs> percentage of the people that I follow are, like, what you would call these, like, influencer types. Oh, really? And, and then, like, a certain number are, like, friends and whatever. Yeah. And then you can... But then I also... Some of the friend-type people I have, like, you can tell are influenced by what influencers do, and you can tell that they're big into following these influencers. So, like, one of these people put it up on Facebook, like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. And, like, when it first came out, it... I mean, it does look amazing. The idea to go down to this, like, beautiful five-star music festival in the Bahamas... Sounds amazing. Who doesn't want to go to a music festival put on by Ja Rule? <laughs> I mean, they were like, there's like Kanye was going to be there, Major Lazer was going to be, all these like fucking DJs, and Blink-182 was supposed to be there. Yeah. Like, they made it seem legit. And all it's like, the <laughs> small things. <laughs> but like, I mean, when they put on the first Squamish music festival or whatever, there's there's no pictures of it beforehand. They're just like, here's this thing we're doing. Here's these people that are going to be there. And people assume that whoever's putting it on knows what they're doing. When when I worked at Golden Voice, Paul quietly rips me for this. Um, obviously, they put on Coachella. The, the festival obviously. team... The festival team... Obvious. I thought it was... The festival team is like 12 people and they work year round just for that festival and stagecoach. It is a huge endeavor to put these kinds of things on. It's more than just, and, and th- you should watch the movie. You're covering ground that yeah. all two of our listeners <laughs> already know. That's cover true. This. Yeah. I'll just shut up then. <laughs> um, anyways, in our in our in the mixology portion of our podcast tonight, we are drinking Pink Whitney's. What is a Pink Whitney, Rob? Um, a Pink Whitney is New Amsterdam vodka and pink lemonade. Um, Where did it originate from? <laughs> beverage, is, I think, Halifax created by Spit and Chicklets, which is this. Um, hockey podcast that's run by Biz Nasty Nasty Bissonette, Ryan Whitney, former, like, Biz Nasty and Ryan Whitney are former NHL players. Ryan Whitney used to play on the Oilers, right? Yes. That was one of his teams. And the Penguins. Yeah. Lots of teams. Yeah. Well, those two teams, I I can't remember. He for sure played in those two teams. He's from Boston. And then... R.A., Rear Admiral, I don't know his real name, but he was like this guy, he's a big uh, Boston fan, and he would like ran this Boston Bruins website, I think, commentating thing. Anyway, the three of them have this podcast. It's very funny if you're into hockey. But they- I haven't listened because I feel like I'm going to like it, but then Angus would have the satisfaction of being like, I told you you were going to like this, and I just don't want to give it to him. Uh, that's so I'd rather just and not listen to I it, mean- and because missing out on this podcast that I might like is worth, the deficit is worth it compared to the immediate huge loss of Angus's happiness. That's a Which perfect- hurts me way more. That's a perfectly good reason not to listen to a podcast. <laughs> So anyway, so every, anyway. we'd been talking about 
drinking Pink Whitney's because one of the restaurants here in Vancouver, the local in Kitsilano, put that they had Pink Whitney's on special. And so we decided we would go and try and get some at the local in Gastown in honor of this podcast that I don't listen to and don't care about at all. Um, and it's almost impossible to get pink lemonade. So sourcing the materials for this drink is complicated, even though the drink itself may be the most simple thing you've ever heard of. Yes. Which brings another question about what the fuck is pink lemonade? But, that's what I was asking you. Like, what is it? What even is it? Because this is, I just, this is even pink lemonade. It's, it's lemonade that's got cranberry juice in it. It's, it's cran lemonade or cranberry lemonade. Yeah, it makes this cremonade. Crimea. Unauthentic. Um, I don't, I don't know what pink lemonade is. I don't understand it. Like, it's not grapefruit juice. Like, grapefruits no. are pink, but it's not grapefruit juice. And lemonade is like sort of pale yellow. Yeah. So I don't understand. Piss colored. My, my piss looks more like apple juice. <laughs> you might be dehydrated. Probably. You should drink more Pink Whitney's. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know what Pink Lemonade is. Like, it, do they? Is it like from maraschino cherries? I don't know. We're gonna do research, and then when we come back, we're gonna have Reddit Vancouver asks and the Great Northern answers. And hopefully we'll answer our own question as to what exactly Pink Lemonade is. So, uh, lately I've really gotten into listening to, like, some pretty intense heavy metal while I've been working. Um, and I feel kind of like the, uh, have you seen the big short? Yes. And uh, I can't remember his name, but Christian Bale, his character, when he, like, goes into his office and, like, closes the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blares the music when everything is going wrong. He's, like, using that drum pad game. What is it? What's that called? Uh, like, Guitar Hero, but with drums. Yeah, drum yeah. Hero? Something like that. Like, know. basically, he's, like, drum heroing on his desk. Yes, really loud because yeah. everything is going bad. Yeah. And he's losing his clients millions of dollars. Yeah, there's like so many similar. There's so many parallels. Yeah, totally. Um, and is it working for you? It is. It is working. Like, <laughs> just because it's so loud, it like blocks out a lot of di- a lot of other distractions, mm. and like you can't understand what they're saying. And in a lot of ways, it's. I think it's kind of like trance. Like, yeah, sure, it's like really fast, but I think underneath there's sort of like a slower beat. Um, but yeah, you guys should all check out the album uh, Spirit Crusher by Dodzritz, one of the, this was on Pitchfork's top albums, heavy metal albums of 2018. Where did it rank? 37. Uh, they, just, they didn't list, they didn't, they didn't go, them. they, they didn't number like, them. Here's... It's such a Pitchfork thing. Oh, I know. But I mean, music taste is such an individual thing, man. So true. I actually anyway. hate music. <laughs> Anyway, it's working for me. What okay, else, what so else have we been, oh, okay, so this is so this is our this is our Reddit Vancouver asks the Great Northern endeavors to answer section. Um, let me get to uh, <laughs> your phone vibration is so loud. <laughs> it's so, 
It's terrifying. It's called a death rattle. This is this is like. Did you watch that Chris D'Elia stand up on Netflix where he's talking about if you have if you have that notification on where the light flashes and you give me a seizure, kill yourself. Like that's honestly how I feel about your. It's so loud. Like get a case. Does it have a case? It doesn't need a case. It's a brick. It's also, a, he's still rocking the iPhone five. They don't make cases for the iPhone five anymore. <laughs> they honestly don't. All right, so Reddit Vancouver asks the Great Northern uh, Endeavors to answer. The, the first one we've got here is looking for a restaurant for a first date. This is from Sean the Phantom. Okay, Sean. Uh, title says it all. I'm kind of hoping for somewhere not too pricey. Assuming Assume my budget is $50. Also, my date is vegan. Lever. Uh, I was thinking warehouse, but do you think that's too cheap? So Yes. Dude. <laughs> That whole restaurant is designed to be cheap. Like, is that really the message you want to send? Also, what date? Is this a first date? Oh, it is a first date. It says in the title. Never mind. That was stupid by me. And the drinks take way too long to get there at the warehouse. Like, this is a double no. Like, you're, you're saying to this person, I'm willing to pay for dinner, but as little as I possibly can. And also, like... Is a first date. You need that first drink there immediately. Yeah. And so it the takes first way too long. The top commenter is in agreement with you. In fact, they suggest that the first date should always be just a drink, easy to extend if it's going well, easy to cut short if it's not, and finally, it's really cheap. Is that Angus? It's Vancouver Canucker. That sounds like it could be Angus. No, Van- no, Angus is Vancouver Canuck fucker. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um. But I think the thing that's nice if they're vegan is you can literally just go anywhere and then order them a side of broccoli or something. Yeah. Get yourself a porterhouse. And then, and then when the bill comes, <laughs> just say like, let's just split it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah what, so are you paying? So it's $50 your half or is that the entire bill? Oh, what was man. the last... I, you can get... If you're not drinking, you can definitely do $50. For two people. For two people. Definitely. People. Some people said meat on main. I like acorn for vegan food. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I... But I agree it, with the first person's advice, which is go for a drink. Go for a drink. Like $50 in drinks gets you a lot further... Than any restaurant that's going to get you on a first date. Very true. Also, if it's act like if it's actually a first date, like why are you saying let's go for dinner? You should be going for drinks or coffee or dessert if you want to sort of. Tons of vegan dessert places. There's all sorts of that kind of shit here. Uh, yeah, good point. Is Snickers vegan? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Oreos are vegan. <laughs> Are they? Do you know that for sure? I know that as a fact. <laughs> Oreos are vegan. Is the same? Does it have the VF on the label or the vegan friendly thing or whatever it well, is? Well, yeah. If you can ever find a restaurant that just serves a Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Next, next one I have is dentist recommendations for a poor young adult. Aren't we all? Oh, man. I haven't been to the dentist in longer than I'd like to admit. I'm going to, let's, I want to guess this. I'm going to say five years. That's how long I went between dentist visits at one point. Yeah, it's bad. I think the longest I've done is two. 
Um, I don't think I have any pricey problems. I just, well, <laughs> you don't right now, <laughs> but when you go to the dentist, you're going to. Exactly. I just think I need a filling in one of my molars. Oh my God. This guy is. You think you need this, a filling? This guy has <laughs> no idea what he's in now. for. Uh, I have no benefits, so any me- recommendations for a dentist that could still be somewhat affordable with me just paying out of pocket? Question mark, question mark. Okay, firstly, there is, what is affordable? There, there's no such thing in Canada or in Vancouver, at least, as affordable dentistry. Unless you have benefits through work, you're going to pay at least $150 for a cleaning alone. If you, if you're going to do an inspection and all that stuff, you're looking at 250 bucks. Any sort of work on top of that, you're getting into the thousands of dollars now. Yeah. No, so if you, this is why you go twice a year, every year is preventative so that you don't end up what you need, which is probably a root canal or some shit. Yeah. Like if you are saying like, it feels like I need a filling, I think it's bad. Yeah, like I've never, <laughs> I've never gone this to this is gonna go. and been like, I think I need a filling, and then he's like, Yeah, you need a filling. Actually, he's you need always, five. He's always like, Ooh, yeah. Well, look at this X-ray here. I can see you need a filling, and I'm like, Yeah. Well, I, I just I, see I, a bunch I, of teeth. Yeah, it looks like a mouth to me. <laughs> They're all there. Great. All right, let's get out of here. So this is this is going to be a little. This is going to be wild. This is going to sound wild, but I think this is better advice. What you do, question person. Um, Listen up, everyone. This is this is advice for life here. Here's what you do. You save up $1,000 that wouldn't get what you need here. Then you wait for a flight special and you fly down to Mazatlan round trip for $700. I'm with you. And you take your $200 and you get all the dental work you want in Mexico. Smart. For those last $200, you've got yourself a vacation and dental work. And it's going to be way cheaper than getting it done here. Boom. This is why you come to the great Northern for your advice. That's like, this is why you come to us. That's real advice. Real talk. Every time I've, I, what I used to do in LA, you can actually get cheap, cheap dentistry in LA. Cause what they'll do is they'll do a special for like 75 bucks. They'll do a teeth cleaning and an introductory like meet and greet where they do oh, the mouth first scan. Time's free. Exactly. The first time sort of free. So I go and then I do my tooth cleaning knowing that they're going to come at me with all the things I need to work on. And inevitably they're like, your teeth are so great. You grind your teeth at night, which is, like, I don't. No one's ever said that, but one person did. And then it's the next time it's like, ooh, you're actually at risk for periodontitis. And if you know what periodontitis is, it's not something that you get until you're like 70. So again, they're like trying to find ways to get you to spend money that you don't need to spend to make up for that free tooth cleaning, essentially. Essentially, you know, like get you in the door and then they hit you. Like a timeshare. Exactly. Or like a, or like a gym membership yeah. where they're like, your fir- your membership's only $15, but you have to yeah. do the mandatory training sessions once a month that are $150. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically you're fucked. Or go to Mazatlan and then you should be good. Or get a job that has benefits. And then when they, they just do all these things to you and most of it's covered. so <laughs> They you're just like, do all these yeah. things to you. <laughs> In your okay, job. I have no, I like, they're like, oh, you, you need x-rays again, or you need this, or you need that. And I'm like, okay, like, 
like doctors have like a certain amount of power over you because like I don't fucking know. He's like, you need it. That filling is degrading. You need to have it replaced. And I'm like, okay, well, how much is that going to cost me? And he's like, well, it's mostly covered by your benefits. So like 30 bucks. What are you going to say to that? You're not going to be like, no, I'll risk it. Yeah. You know what? The $30, (laughs) that may be what happened to this guy. Who knows? Uh, Let's let's move on. We got to move. We got more questions. We got to answer. Go to Mexico. Uh, do you what? Do you have one lined up? I I had one, but I lost it. Okay, here I'll go. I'll go. I'll do another one. All right, best university slash college in parentheses diploma for audio engineering in Vancouver. Hello, my girlfriend, a prospective international student, is looking to find a career in the audio engineering or similar programs in Vancouver. She is very interested in setting up sound systems for music festivals or sound production. I know that Douglas College has a program for it, but was wondering which institution has the best program. Looked into BCIT, but they didn't seem to have a program for it. Correct me if I am wrong. Also, please don't say that she doesn't need a degree diploma for that career. That was exactly what I was going to say. Since she is non-Canadian, her goal is to get a postgraduate work permit and eventually get a permanent resident status. Unless, of course, there is a better way for her to stay here permanently. Any advice is welcomed in advance. Okay, firstly, my advice would be don't go to school first. Your first course of action, if you're trying to immigrate to Canada, and I say this in all seriousness, should be to get a tourist visa here, a work study, a work study visa that allows you to work and try and get a job as quickly as you can in a technical field like that, that will then sponsor you to stay. That's your best bet. If you sure this is rich coming from somebody who worked at golden voice. Why don't you hit us with your <laughs> advice? Since you're so knowledgeable on the subject. I would just say be fully prepared to suck some dick. <laughs> <laughs> Is she... <laughs> okay, user. Actuary hoot. <laughs> Is she fully prepared? <laughs> We're not qualified to answer this question. I don't know. Go to Douglas College. It's in New West. It's a lot cheaper to live out there than downtown Vancouver. Okay, let's and be like let's be realistic. Who in what industry nowadays, unless you're going to like Harvard or Yale or Princeton, are people really looking at where you graduated from? Honestly, I mean, we look at people who apply at our firm where they went to school because if you went to Australia for law school. But let's say, say certain things about you. Sure, let's say with it, <laughs> settle burn. Let's say let's say it's within Canada though. Not, I mean, the, not a big deal, the, right? It's, it's not like Canada's not so overrun with universities that there's a whole bunch of like shit show universities. The outback, well, just like, <laughs> a university. I mean, yeah. Also a steakhouse. Might. <laughs> also a steakhouse. Come and get your degree with us and stay for the blooming onion. But then the other thing is, like, look, if, if this person is like, oh, I really, you know, not studying isn't an option, then why don't you just go for, like, if you're just trying to get the visa that comes after studying, why don't you just go to whatever is cheapest? Or the shortest program. Like, they're approaching this in, the, in you know... In a stupid way. They're stupid. Just be fully prepared to suck some dick. <laughs> but wouldn't you say, 
wouldn't you say that it's better to come and look for work immediately in that field than to try and get a degree? If you, yeah, but if you can't get like what I what I was reading is that is like they're not they can't they don't have a visa to work here. Okay, I was under if you're getting a student visa, I thought it's a student work visa. I thought he was saying like, no, she needs to go to school because she wants this visa that comes after you graduate. She wants the postgraduate work permit. There you go. Okay, so she can't get a work permit. But even if I you're mean, if, even if you're an undergraduate, you still get some sort of a work permit, as far as I my understanding was. It's a good thing we're two immigration lawyers here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't need a visa to come over from Winnipeg, although they shouldn't enforce it. <laughs> you should have been required. I didn't need a visa from Oakland, although I should have needed one. <laughs> you should um, All right, what do you have? I've got a question that says, where can I buy ladybugs in Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs> like the insect? <laughs> I don't know. The anxious ant asked, where can I buy ladybugs in Vancouver? Preferably downtown or the Mount Pleasant area. Or so any- presumably they live somewhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything close to a SkyTrain will do. My ganja garden is having some pest issues and I want to control it in a natural way. So I need to buy live ladybugs. Have they, tri- <laughs> have they tried CBD oil? <laughs> <laughs> this is for sure, Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Brayden. There's also a smiley face. Tori, can we get some confirmation that this is Brayden? Is there a weird question at the end of it? Like, what would you rather? Like, a would you rather? Is where can I buy ladybugs in Vancouver not weird enough? I was, I didn't, I hadn't read the the description below, but I was like, why? Like, who the fuck? Like, why do you need ladybugs? I mean, turns out maybe this is a, a reasonable explanation, but yeah. Some CBD oil will take care of those, those, uh, it's the middle, it's the, it's the middle of winter. You know, the ladybug's going to live on your patio. (laughs) What are you thinking? Well, somebody commented helpfully, ladybug store, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Which someone below said, or any bug store in the lady aisle. (laughs) They should, we should have them on the podcast. They're funnier than we are. <laughs> what, I mean, I've got a lot of questions. The ganja garden, is it indoors? Like, ladybugs, I don't think... They don't live in some sub-zero temperatures, which apparently it's going to be this weekend. I'm guessing this is like a fucking... It must be a greenhouse. It must be. Off. It must be a greenhouse or something. If they're growing this time of year, I, uh, I mean, there's probably still illegal grow ops going on. Like, that's my guess. But this is obviously they're going for some sort of like this is my organic, shade grown, uh, cruelty free ganja. Cruelty free ganja, yeah. Does it? Do they apologize when they pick the bud off the plant? How does that work? I mean, you. They just let it fall off naturally. You you Marie Kondo the plant. You (laughs) caress it. You caress. Yeah. Take joy from it, and you thank you for its. You thank it for its service. Right. And then you. And then you compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Yes. What else do you have? I think we've got some time for maybe two more. Two more. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Hold on. Let me go here. Uh, I've got one. Anyone got any information on the incident at Scott Road? Firstly, I don't know where that is. Sorry. Secondly, I was driving back from work and us and saw a large police present around Scott Road. Uh, and then I saw this. Transit police confirm a transit police officer was shot and taken to hospital near Scott Road Station. Well, that's not funny. It's not funny, but it's informative. You're welcome. Okay. What do you want me to say about that? I mean, half the Vancouver subreddit. No, I'm just I'm just filling time. Okay. Well, Surrey, I- guys, Surrey. Crazy weather forecast. Do you want another? Do you want another restaurant one? There's a whole. Oh yes, please. We're foodies. <clears throat> Look at us. All right. Look at us. Yeah, you can tell Rob's never missed a meal. <laughs> <laughs> Although you did say before you came in today that you would all you'd have eaten was a can of tuna and an apple. Yeah, that's a two course meal. <laughs> <laughs> it's an appetizer in the main. <laughs> Right. Is it turf if it's if it's grown on land? Is that a serpent turf <laughs> technically? Serpent turf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Restaurants with couples discount. My girlfriend and I are wondering if there are any restaurants in Vancouver that have discounts on certain menu items if you are with your date slash significant other. Come on, man. Is this a real question? This can't be a real question. Honestly. Four months ago. Four months ago it was posted? (laughs) I'm guessing this guy's single now. Well, it's a 17 and 18 year old couple. Oh, But still, like... White spot? (laughs) What? Yeah. Go for pirate pack day, man. No. You you know what you do, man? You wait a week until the McDonald's coupons show up in the mail. (laughs) And it's got like the two can dine for $11.99. But, like, realistically, no. For all these people that are asking questions about where they can take their date for a fancy meal or a cheap meal or whatever, and they want to go out, stop. Learn how to cook. Figure out something that you want to cook and cook for them. It's going to be way more impressive to them. Because for the 50 bucks or the 25 bucks or whatever you have, you're going to be able to buy way better ingredients than anything you're going to get at fucking White Spot or wherever you're going to be able you to afford to buy, take that. For 50 bucks, you can buy like two boxes of wine, two boxes of Annie's, and a pack of Oreos. <laughs> Vegan. Vegan exactly. family. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so now you've covered, we've covered pretty much every scenario. Like you each take a box of wine. You make the two boxes of Annie's. Start with the wine. You need... Because, like, you want them drunk before you're like, oh, all I have is Annie's. Yeah. But the key is... The first course is wine. First course is wine. And the second course. (laughs) And mostly the third course also. (laughs) But then, once you get to... Like, then they're like, oh, man, I thought we were going for dinner. And you're like, oh, why don't we just stay here? We're both half a box of wine deep at this point. You whip up the Annie's, um, you know, you need to use extra butter. Pizza. No, that's for ve- it needs to be vegan friendly because we need to answer all these questions at once. Oh, right. So use extra besel, margarine, but butter is Put better. those courses from Douglas College to work. Film everything that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then I personally, I like to, when I make my Annie's, I use cream cheese, but you can... you. 
This is vegan friendly, so maybe so throw in like one of those nut cheeses. One of those substitutes. There's all sorts of substitutes. Nutritional yeast also works nicely. Anyway, you feed her that Annie's. Yeah. Throw some rosemary in there. Ooh. Ooh. Spice it up. Nice and peppery. Little ground pepper. Make sure you get don't forget salt. Some people wonder, do I put salt in this? You put salt in everything. Also, where do you think flavor comes from? Also Flavor Town? Also this bitch is half a wine, half a box of wine deep at this point. Yeah, she's not going to notice if there's a bit of dairy. In there. Or guy, we don't know. Did they? Yeah, say they didn't specify. Did not specify. Either way. Anyway, you're half a box of wine deep. You're feeling no pain. You're going to mow down those boxes of Annie's. Now you're on your way to Mazatlan to get your teeth done. <laughs> now you whip, now you whip uh, the pièce de résistance. Fresh box of Oreos. Oreos. Always get some. Penny dropper. Nobody nobody doesn't like Oreos. Fact. You still got half a box of wine left each. You can dip the Oreo in the morning. (laughs) You can dip the Oreo in the wine. Great snack. Great snack. Vegan friendly. Or you can get some almond milk. Dip it in that. Cheap. Take two and call me in the morning. This is why you listen to the Great Northern. You come for the humor. You stay for the life advice. (laughs) 